What's going on, Success Edge listeners? Tyler McCart coming at you. Man, oh man, episode 25, conversation with Mr. Chris Rice. Here we go. All right, guys, we are back. Thank you so much, uh, guys, for listening in. As usual, uh, I have the distinct privilege and pleasure, if I can talk right right now, of having Mr. Chris Rice back. Yes, I said back. Uh, You might uh, go back in the archives of my episodes, and I believe I said it was episode eight that I actually interviewed uh, Chris. Uh, Chris is one of my great friends in the Lord uh, here in Columbia, South Carolina, where we're at. And uh, we're going to have a good time today. And uh, the Holy Spirit had me bring back Chris uh, on the show today uh, because I just had sensed that Chris had some things that we, that he and I, he and I were going to have a conversation about, okay, about the marketplace, because that's what this is all about, guys. You know, having a conversation, having actually where that we're going to empower you in the marketplace to where that you go and succeed in the marketplace to where that you raise up the name of Jesus, because it's all about Jesus at the bottom line. And that's what we want to do is raise up Jesus. And the way we do that is you succeeding. Okay. But there's a biblical way of succeeding. And I believe today uh, you're going to get some more insight into that to be able to understand that. And I believe Chris is going to take us down a road and I'm basically just going to be along for the conversation and uh, maybe pull out of Chris a little bit more of what he's got inside of him. But I'm excited about it. It's going to definitely be um, a good episode, guys. So Mr. Rice, why don't you uh, go ahead and take it away, my brother? All right. Well, welcome. I mean, well, not welcome, but thanks for bringing me back on. It's a pleasure, man. Pleasure. Um, it's it's a, an honor to be invited, but it's really something to be invited back. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people get invited, but how many get invited back? That's true. This okay. is true. But uh, anyway, what's up, Success Edge listeners? I understand you've been getting some good stuff from uh, Tyler McCart and some of his other uh, guests that he has had on the podcast. And like I said, I am, I'm excited to be here. Um, I guess what I wanted to do is, as we've talked about Success Edge and we've, we've talked before, we want to help empower you listeners how to be a Christian out there in the marketplace, but at the same time succeed. Yep. And um, I came across a scripture, and I'm not real heavy on scripture when I start, you know, just kind of rolling and talking about things, but there was a scripture I ran across the other day that I'd never read before. Oh, <laughs> And it was actually in the uh, the book of Jeremiah. Or maybe I've read it, but I never really paid attention to it. And But I think this will apply. It says, uh, Jeremiah 17, uh, verse 7 and 8. It says, But blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. He will be like a tree planted by the water and sends out its roots by the stream. It does not fear when heat comes. Its leaves are always green. It has no worries in a year of drought and never fails to bear fruit. Hmm. Now. Man, that's a mouthful. That's a mouthful. But the thing that jumped to me about that was, you know, just like I know, in any business, you know, we're talking about the Christian professional in the marketplace. Yep. In any business, there are cycles. Hmm. There's times when business is really booming and it's great. There's times when maybe things are not so great. But the person that is trust in the Lord, that scripture right there says, blessed is a man who trusts in the Lord. 
And it says, regardless of what's happening, that person will never fail to bear fruit. And I'll tell you one thing that, that I've always, I was always told was a person who is a, a, a good uh, asset to a business is never hungry for work. Really? Say that again. That's good. A person that is a good, let me make sure I said it, a good asset to a business mm-hmm. is never hungry for work. That's right. Because the thing is, even if they're an entrepreneur, guess what? If you're an entrepreneur that really services your customers, does a great job, takes care of them, is knows what he's doing, what he's on top of, guess what? You'll always have people that want to do business with you. Mm-hmm. If you work for a company and you're an asset to that company, you know what happens? Guess what? Even during times of down, downsizing, mm-hmm. you know that's a reality in the marketplace we live in today. Yeah. Guess what? That person, they will. You'll almost hear them behind closed doors in the boardroom saying, "This person right here is an asset to us. I don't care what we do, but that person's staying." Yeah, I, I can totally just even. It's funny you bring that up mm-hmm. uh, because, you know, currently the company I work for just went through a merger. Okay. okay. Right. And okay. we're, you know, there's a lot of uh, employees, coworkers of mine mm-hmm. that are, how to say it, on pins and needles. Right. A little nervous. <laughs> a little nervous. A little nervous. A little Tad nervous. Because it's gotten down to the management level. Right. 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 And so that's my boss. Mm-hmm. And then the next phase is us, right. all us reps. Right. And uh, there's a lot of people that are very nervous, Chris, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, when it comes to that type of thing. And, you know, I was having a conversation with a young lady today, and I told her, I said, um, we'll just call her Susie. Okay. I said, Susie, listen to me. Mm-hmm. You're a great employee. Right. Any any company you would do well in, you would be an asset to, you would be a value to them because you're good. Right. You're a great salesperson. Right. So don't be scared Mm -hmm. about what happens. Right. And, you know, me and my buddy Curtis, uh, who's a great friend of mine, we, I, he and I always, he's a great Christian and, uh, he's based the same, um, I guess, uh, he and I basically share the same roles. Just mm-hmm. he has different accounts, I have different accounts. Right. And uh, but we always look at each other, and anytime anything kind of wild happens, mm-hmm. we just always look at each other. God signs my paycheck. <laughs> That's good. That's good. <laughs> you That's know. Good. But you know, you're right, Chris. That mm-hmm. I mean that that verse that you know the leaves are not going to fade away, or you know, this is the leaves are always green. Always green, and it even says in the Amplified right here, mm-hmm. it says. It shall not be anxious or full of care in the year of drought, mm-hmm. nor shall it cease yielding fruit. That's right. Man, is that good. Never fails to bear fruit. Never fails to bear fruit. Mm-hmm. And like I said, in the King James, the part I like is it talks about it has no worries. Hmm. And like what you said, people who are sitting on pins and needles, if they're sitting on pins and needles, guess what? That's worry that's trying to come on there. Yeah. That's well, what we know is. what the Bible says about worry. That's right. I mean, you don't need to worry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Absolutely not. So that's what we've got to do. And, um, you know, I just, that was something that really, I guess, it really kind of set everything off to me because it was almost like, okay, what we've really got to do is we, we as 
as Christians out in the marketplace, we learn how we have to learn how to trust God mm. first and foremost. We have to trust God because guess what? <laughs> Your company is not the first company that God has had Christians in, <laughs> and a merger happened. <laughs> right? You know what I'm saying? I I mean, I'll tell you this personally about me. I actually went through a layoff early on in my career. Hmm. You know, it was kind of one of those things where it was the young, you know, I was, you know, last one hired, I guess. Right. First one laid off. Yeah. Or first one fired, depending on how you want to <laughs> classify it. But at any rate. Whatever PC way you want to call it. Yeah, however, whatever you want to do. But but what was interesting was um, lost my job, got severance package. You know, that's kind of the standard thing, sign here, whatever. Yeah. But within three months Mm-hmm. I had three offers. Really? I had three offers. Two to stay in the same town where I was and one to relocate with a relocation package and everything. That That's how I ended up coming to Columbia. Mm. So to me, that was a time of drought, so to speak. Because, yeah. let me, well, let me add a little bit to it. Okay. My wife was no longer working because now we had had a baby. Oh, yeah. And... My daughter, whose her birthday is actually tomorrow, and that's why I remember it so vividly. Her birthday's tomorrow. I came back from being on, I guess, paternity leave or whatever, and I came back on the 26th. I came back a week later, and this was the 28th that I was given the news. Hmm. So this is a time for me to trust God or not trust God. Hmm. And I trusted God, and it just, it just worked out. And it's so much so, it worked out so much so until... Everybody, well, not everybody, but a lot of people that I work with kept saying, how are you so positive during this? And I kept saying, well, this door has closed. God's going to open another door and I'm going to go through it and it's going to be much better. And they were just like, wait a minute, you have a wife that's not working. You have a nine day old daughter at home. I mean, what were you talking? I said, God's got it. God's going to take care of it. You know, and what's interesting is that's a hard situation. But I noticed somewhere else later on in um, Jeremiah, I don't remember exactly where it is, but Jeremiah was kind of laying out a tough situation to God saying, this is going on and this is going on and this is going on and this is going on. And God actually told him, he said, Jeremiah, is there anything too hard for me? Hmm. That's good. That's really good. Now, if you didn't know that, that's a rhetorical question from God. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) He wasn't expecting that answer. Is there anything too hard for me? You know, it's him, you know, of all people. So I guess one of the other things I wanted to share is from the perspective of trusting him, Mm -hmm. you know, in our careers and so forth. um, God knows. See, this is the one thing I think I really had to grasp was. Any situation that I face is not a situation that somebody else during the course of time has not faced. Yeah. And th- I mean, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, it's nothing new under the sun. It's nothing new under the sun. So, so the thing is, if for some reason I'm facing any situation business-wise that I feel like I don't know the answer, I really that's a time for me to almost sit back, relax, and trust God pray, you know, as Christians, prayer is very important to us. Pray and ask God for some wisdom on how do you handle this because I know you've helped dozens upon dozens upon dozens upon hundreds of people through this same situation before. Yeah. Obviously you have, mm-hmm. you know. So we have to trust. I mean, I'll give you an example. If if um, 
I'll just give you an example. Now you're you're starting a new business, as an example, or maybe your boss gives you some complex project. Like I've had a boss come to me before and say, "Hey, this is a five million dollar project. I want you to manage it. We've got these components, these components. There's people out of town that's going to be working on this project. You know, there's contractors, there's all this kind of stuff." Well, sometimes the task is so complex and so daunting until it almost intimidates you. Because you're thinking, it's a huge project, you know, company profitability is on the line. I can either make it or break it during this period. And what am I going to do? But sometimes you, you may start, you kind of start getting to feel anxious. Well, one of the things that the Holy Spirit reminded me of is God knows more about complex tasks and complex projects on a deadline than anybody you can imagine. Mm-hmm. Go ask Noah. If we had to call on our witness from the history of time, right. hey, Noah, step in here right quick. Let's talk for a second. Yep. You think about that, and you think about God's getting ready to rain on the earth and drown everything on the earth. When it had never rained before. And it had never rained they before. They didn't even know what it was. That's an unknown situation. Unknown situation. That's an unknown situation. But God knew. He had the wisdom, so he says, build it this way. I mean, if you read it through the scriptures in Genesis, it talks about build it this long, build it this tall, build it out of this kind of wood. Here's how you seal up the wood to each other. I mean, he tells him everything about that. And didn't Chris, whenever God told him that, it was 120 years before it rained. Is that right? I'm not sure. I don't remember the exact time frame, but it was quite some time. Let, let me put it this way. Let's put it in perspective. It was enough time for his neighbors to think he was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? Tell me again what you're doing. I'm building an ark. What's an ark? I don't know, but God told me to build it. It's going to rain. What's rain? You know, I mean, can you imagine? Unknown. This has never happened before. Yeah. But you got direction to do it, and you're basically dedicating your life to doing this whole thing. But here's the thing about it. Here's where God helps us win. God helps us achieve. God helps us triumph. Guess what? It did rain. Mm-hmm. And it rained at a precise time. And guess who came out smelling like a rose, for lack of a better word? Yeah. Noah. Noah and his family. Because he was trusting God. Absolutely. You know, and I mean, there's other examples of intricate detail. You know, we've talked before, you know, when you look at Moses later on in the wilderness and God's trying to tell him how to build the, you know, how to build the temple and the tabernacle. Yeah, the tabernacle and everything. I mean, he's telling him, use this for, use this gold for here and use this for here and use this type fabric and anything you can imagine. Yeah, I mean, I'm reading that, you know, right now I'm reading through the whole entire Bible and one of the... Uh, well, I'm actually just finished up the latter part of Exodus, yeah. and I just started it in Leviticus. And but in the latter part of Exodus, I mean, they go into the detail of how far apart the lampstand should be. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. what kind of specific wood? Right. That they acacia wood, I believe that mm-hmm. they're supposed to mm-hmm. use. Mm-hmm. Um, they're supposed to have so much um, amount of gold. Mm-hmm. laid across the altar right um god even went this was good mm-hmm. when i was reading this mm-hmm. god even went and told moses mm-hmm. the person mm-hmm. that had the spirit of wisdom mm-hmm. upon them to be able to handle 
this task. That's right. God didn't give it to Moses. That's right. God didn't tell Moses to build the tabernacle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. God just gave him, you know, here's the list of instructions, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but I've already given somebody else, Moses, the ability to make this project happen. Right. And, you know, I, I think that, you know, what you're talking about, that God gives us, you know, all these, you, you, your boss gives you all this complex stuff or, mm-hmm. you know, you might have a, a business that you want to get up and off the ground and mm-hmm. you've got, you know, you know, legal stuff you got to deal with. You got, you know, city stuff for zoning. Mm-hmm. You've got to talk to your banker. You've got to talk to, you know, your marketing person. You've got to deal with the Internet. you got to deal with the social media stuff. That's right. It can get pretty daunting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But like you're saying, God's got your back. He's got your back. He's in the details. He knows. He already knows. He knows exactly what you need to do. That's awesome. And so we've got to trust him. I mean, I'll tell you this. I mean, right there, like you like you told him before on a previous podcast, you know, in my profession, you know, I own a business, but I'm also an engineer. Engineers have to pay attention to details. Yep. They have to plan. They have to organize. They have to do things because guess what? A lot of times people's lives are at risk if you don't. <laughs> You know, I'm very thankful every time I go across a bridge yeah. that someone was paying attention to the details. So a lot of times what I have to do in some of these situations is I may say, hey, God, I, you know, just through prayer, I say, God, who, who do I need to talk to that can help me with this task? Mm-hmm. And then I've had it happen before. The Lord said, call Tommy. Tommy may have actually retired from our company. Actually, Tommy has retired from our company. But I pick up the phone and call Tommy, and he goes, Oh, yeah, you know, for eight years, I was a project manager that did this and that and that, and you want to start here and start there. And I never even knew that. But God said, Call Tommy. And by me trusting him and calling him, that got me over that original anxiousness and started allowing me to start laying some plans in place. So, so Chris... You know, even though that God might, you know, speak to you directly about something, you right. can still pull some wisdom oh, absolutely. from other people that God directs you to. Absolutely. Yeah. In fact, I mean, that was one other example that I thought about in terms of trusting them is, you know what? As a business person, as a young professional, you have to learn how to make wise decisions. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes you can make or break the company or make or break your career on some of these different decisions. Well, guess what? King Solomon was another example. You know, King Solomon, when all of a sudden he's becoming king, he asked God, you know, hey, give me wisdom. Well, guess what? God gave him wisdom. And I, I give you a classic example of that. You go back and look at Solomon and there was two women. There's an example. I don't even know where it is in scripture. There's two women that came to him. And one of them's son died. Mm-hmm. I think yep, she I rolled over. I think she rolled over him in her <clears throat> yeah. sleep or something and mm-hmm. killed him. And then that lady went to this other lady that had a son and took her son. And then they ended up bringing him before Solomon. Now here's what you got to picture: two angry women, <laughs> both have children about the same age. One of them has died, and one of them has stole other ones. And they come and say, "That's my child. That's my child. She stole my child." You know. This is not. A, that's an explosion waiting to happen. That's an explosion waiting to happen. You know, it's almost like here, here's all the embers. You can pour water or gasoline on this thing. How you, what are you going to do? Just light the match. <laughs> exactly. But Solomon had wisdom, and so Solomon comes up with this idea where he says, "Bring me a knife, and we'll split the baby in half." 
Now, you know he wasn't going to split the baby in half. But that's the wisdom. That's, that's operating on some level. I don't think the scripture speaks of how much he prayed and how he talked to God. But, you know, he had asked God for wisdom. So to make to be able to make wise split second decisions. And all of a sudden, the mother who is the, the mother of the child is still alive, said, fine, forget it. Let her keep him. So right then Solomon goes, yep, that's the true mom, because a true mom will do anything she's got to do to take her child out of harm's way. Now, I'm not saying we got to make decisions between people that died and angry moms, but sometimes your boss is coming at you and he needs a, a decision right now. Sometimes your customer is coming at you saying, hey, this order wasn't right. We've got a big event coming up. I need this. Boom, boom, boom. And you you got to make split second wise decisions. And if you'll trust God and you'll start that relationship with him now, now through prayer, talking to him about everything, when those decisions come up, guess what? You won't be surprised. You'll know to go back to him and boom, make the right decision. Chris, I mean, that's really good. Doesn't it say in, I think it's John chapter 15, that the comforter, which is the Holy Spirit, will teach you all things. Right. And lead you in the path that you should go, right? That's right. That's right. But he also says, and I, I believe even Jesus says it, that mm-hmm. he will even give you the words to speak. The Holy Spirit That's will. That's correct. That's correct. In a situation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I remember, I think it was in Acts that they're come before you know, a king and, you know, they're reminded of that. Um, either it's Paul or P- I can't remember. Mm-hmm. Um I'm not a Bible scholar, Chris. I know. <laughs> I don't profess to be. I just love Jesus. But anyway, um, that they're gonna, he's going to give you the words to speak. Right. And so, hmm, that's good. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's the same. And then it goes on down to even, even in the New Testament with Jesus. Think about it when the law says that if you find a woman in the act of adultery, you're supposed to stone her. And they bring her to Jesus. And you know what? Jesus is drawing on the ground while they come to him. And while while he's drawing on the ground, I believe he's thinking and tapping into that wisdom. What should I do? And he right. says, hey, guess what? Which one of you without sin, y'all go ahead and throw the first stone? Well, guess what? All those guys left. So really, that woman need to be spared in that particular case. But also, you couldn't violate the law. Well, if... Yes, stone should be thrown at her, but there's nobody to throw a stone, so that's the end of that. That's another split second decision, if you think about that, right there in the midst. You know? Absolutely. And uh, I guess while we're talking business, I did want to hit on this because I know we're probably uh, winding down on time, but God will also help you. If you trust Him, He will also help give you plans for the future and plans for accumulating wealth. Now, come on, we don't just go to, to work and, and run businesses and stuff just for our health. You know, ultimately, I mean, ultimately we do that to create wealth, to amass wealth, to help get the seed so that we can continue to sow the seed in the kingdom. I mean, there's a lot of things that, that I guess, kind of piggyback off us going out in the marketplace and succeeding and creating that wealth. But classic example, I know this is somebody you really study. You've studied the life of Joseph. Very much so. Think about this. Time of famine, Pharaoh has a dream. He sees seven fat cows come out, I guess come out of the river or the ocean or whatever, and then he sees seven skinny cows come behind him and eat those seven fat cows but remain skinny. And God gave him a plan that said, you know what? 
Go ahead. These next seven, it says this next seven years is going to be fruitful and the next seven are going to be famine or scarcity. So store up now, store up now. And, and guess what it ended up doing? That plan that Joseph tapped into God about that plan ended up making Pharaoh one of the wealthiest and most powerful people in that entire land. Yep. But because Joseph trusted God and got the plan, what did Pharaoh do? Pharaoh put him second in command to no one but Pharaoh. Mm-hmm. And it was all because he got that plan. And so my point is, in in today's world, there are divine plans that God has if we'll just take the time to go to him with our situations and listen to him and follow what he tells us, where we can actually, he'll say, here's my plan for you, Tyler, to accumulate the wealth that you need to meet the situations you're going to face a few years from now. So, I mean, it really, that's really what it boils down to. And that's good. You brought back something that, as I've studied the life of Joseph, Mm -hmm. Man, that's good, Chris, because um, m- one thing that that a lot of people miss out on that about Joseph is that God was all the while preparing Joseph for that event with Pharaoh. Right. right. Okay? Mm-hmm. Now... The wisdom came from God. Yes. Yes, that's correct. Right? Because mm-hmm. it says in the scriptures in 39, I referenced it actually in my last podcast, that mm-hmm. Joseph says that it's not in me mm-hmm. to know. But God will s- deliver you, Pharaoh, and give you the interpretation of the dream. Right. But the, still, this whole entire thing is, is that Joseph didn't... He was understanding how to manage Pharaoh's house. Yes, that's correct. Right? Mm-hmm. He's learned how to manage uh, an estate. Right. Because Pharaoh was a, Pharaoh, I mean, not Pharaoh, but Potiphar, excuse me. Yeah. Potiphar's right. house. He was learning how to manage Potiphar's house when he mm-hmm. first came to mm-hmm. um, Egypt. And then all of a sudden he gets put down into the prison. Right. So he's having to learn the prison ways and obviously that's part of the government Mm -hmm. so he's having to learn government officials talk and everything (laughs) right right right. he's having to learn all this stuff that's correct he's getting prepared Mm -hmm. for whenever he steps into second in command right that he is yeah it probably stretched him to be second in command and had to Mm -hmm. he's human absolutely but he could still kind of look back and see how God was preparing him for that time Mm -hmm. and even to recognize that it wasn't in Joseph to interpret Pharaoh's dream. That's right. That even though he had all that experience, Mm -hmm. this Mm -hmm. is good, even though he had all that experience, he still relied on the Lord to give him the wisdom. That's right. That's right. Because every I, I believe this, that every situation is different. Mm-hmm. You might use some of the wisdom that you might have. Right. But you know what? God's got specific wisdom for the plan that he needs to implement for your life with that situation that you're in. And see, and I'll piggyback off of that with one thing. See, the other thing is, it's easy for us. You may have been guilty of this. I know I've been guilty of this. 
it's easy for us to rely on the wisdom that we've been able to accumulate Mm -hmm. and think that that qualifies us for handing out information based on our past experience. It could have been easy for Joseph to say, look, I've interpreted this guy's dream in the prison. I interpreted this guy's dream. I told this guy, you know, I'm dream interpreter. I'm your. I can hang out my shingle out here. Dream interpret. Put on my re- you know. top of my resume. Yeah, put this on top of my resume. <laughs> interpret dream. You know, he could have easily done that. But like what you just said, he goes, "It's not in me." Mm-hmm. He realized how to continue to go back to the source that it empowered him to be able to do what he was able to do. Absolutely, well, Chris. Bring this all back together for okay. for our listeners. Kind of what we're kind of getting across today. Well, I think what what. I think what we need to do just to kind of bring it into conclusion is when we say trust God, many times it almost sounds like something that's far off. Like, in other words, I got my salvation and now I just trusted God for my salvation and that's it. But what we really have to understand is he wants to be involved in every aspect of our lives because he wants to make our pathway be as successful as possible. He wants it to, to, I mean, he wants the journey to be complete. He doesn't want us to be without anything that he has set up for us to have. And so it doesn't matter whether you're, I mean, I don't know who all your listeners are out there, but it doesn't matter whether you're some kind of CEO or whether you're some type of entrepreneur, franchise owner, or whether you're, you know, a college student majoring in business with aspirations of being successful in the marketplace. There is a direct path that God has for you. He already knows what it is. It's going to be a blessing. I know one of my favorite scriptures, a blessing of the Lord, it maketh rich and it adds no sorrow with it. He doesn't want to add any sorrow, but he wants you to have his blessings that he has for you. And what that really starts with is trusting him, talking to him, having that personal relationship and praying and saying, here's what I need. Here's what I, you know, God, you're the source. You have all the answers. Help give those answers to me so that I can apply them here and basically make a a good mark on this earth as a Christian. I don't know if that makes sense. No, it makes total sense because, you know, people need to always, no matter what the situation, come back to home base Mm -hmm. and get back on the word. Right. And get back to praying. Yes. Because, as we heard recently, I, I know I did, that every failure is a prayer failure. That's right. That's right. And that's all it is, is just conversation with your Heavenly Father. Mm-hmm. You know, God mm-hmm. wants you in on His plan. That's right. He wants you in on that plan. He's not trying to keep anything from you. No, He's not. He's not doing that. And mm-hmm. that's why you can trust Him. That's correct. That's why you can trust Him. Mm-hmm. That was good stuff. All right, Success Edge listeners, thank you so much again for listening in. Uh, Thank you, Chris, for joining us today. Uh, We definitely had a great time. I know that you guys got something out of that. Just, you know, the bottom line, guys, is we have to put our trust 100% in our Heavenly Father that He's going to order our steps, He's going to direct our paths. Okay? So if you don't mind, guys, uh, rate this podcast on the um, iTunes uh, directory. Uh, it helped uh, everybody find me. 
Also, retweet this. You can find me on Twitter, uh, Tyler McCart. And uh, you can also email me if you want to, tylerhmccart at gmail.com. Have a great one, guys. Talk to you soon.